Part Three, Chapter Three of the Luggage of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Luggage of Life by Frank W. Borum. Part Three, Chapter Three. Sermons and Sandwiches. It was the church anniversary. On the Sunday there were special sermons, solemn praise, and stately anthems. Everything was inspiring, impressive, sublime. On the Monday there were sandwiches, cream puffs, and jam tarts. The steaming urns imparted a genial glow to the spirits of the guests, for waves of laughter rippled and broke through the hum of friendly chatter. I had taken part in the solemn services of the Sunday, and had been asked to speak at the tea-meeting on the monday i drew aside to collect my thoughts but my thoughts politely but firmly declined to be collected they insisted on propounding to me this arresting conundrum tell us they clamoured the philosophical connection between the sermons of yesterday and the sandwiches of to-day what relation exists between singing and scones what fellowship hath religion with revelry why follow the sacred worship of the Lord's Day with a carnival at confectionery? I took my Bible from my pocket and had not to search far before I came upon a clue. On one of the very earliest pages of the sacred records I lit upon a significant statement. It occurs at the crisis in Hebrew history. It was a time of wealthy revelation and divine illumination. Here it is. They saw God and did eat and drink. There you have revelation and revelry side by side. There you have the secret of all worship and the germ of all tea-meetings. They saw God, that is, the principle of the sermon, and did eat and drink, that is, the principle of the sandwich. What more could I desire? Yet I read on, and to my amazement I found these two great principles running side by side like a pair of white horses perfectly matched through the entire volume. The sandwich was never far from the sermon. In the Old Testament, all the stirring seasons of spiritual elevation and national enlightenment were feasts. The Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Dedication, and so on. Revelation blends with revelry. The chapter that tells of Israel's redemption from Egypt by the shedding of blood, a classic of Revelation, tells us also in precise and graphic detail of the eating of the lamb. The passage that tells how Elijah saw the angel also tells how the angel said, Arise and eat, and behold a cake bacon on the coals and a cruise of water. The sandwich principle keeps pace with the sermon principle. Revelry goes hand in hand with revelation. The tea meeting is never far from the special services. But the most revealing element in the ancient economy was its law of sacrifice. The old dispensation crystallized itself in the altar, and here we all sit at the feet of Professor Robertson Smith. He made this theme peculiarly his own, and he fearlessly affirms that we cannot understand that solemn and striking symbol of patriarchal faith unless we grasp the fact that the altar was first of all a table. This, he says, is the key to the whole subject of sacrifice, and the basis of all Semitic covenants. 
when the two parties have eaten of the same victim and thus become participants in a common life a living bond of union is established between them and they are no longer enemies but brothers here then are the two laws the law of the sermon and the law of the sandwich the principle of revelation and the principle of revelry in closest juxtaposition to the very climax of the old world's illumination crossing the border-line into the new testament the same singular conjunction is everywhere this beginning of miracles did jesus in cana of galilee and manifested forth his glory the revelation was revelry it was at a marriage feast later miracles followed the same line the feeding of four thousand the feeding of five thousand and so on loaves and fishes and representation of the sandwiches were never far from the most revealing sermons of the son of man and even when after his resurrection he deigns to show himself to his astounded fishermen he feeds them and they saw a fire of coals and fish laid thereon and bread revelation and revelry are together still and just as the old testament reaches its natural climax in the altar of sacrifice so the new testament reaches its culminating revelation in the table of the lord there we see god and do eat and drink the two principles join hand in hand and even when the great revealer spoke of heaven these two thoughts were always in his mind heaven is a place of revelation and revelry there the pure in heart see god and there we sit down at the marriage supper of the lamb men often do things as the swallows do under the guidance of some sure instinct yet without detecting or even desiring any explanation of their odd behaviour it is thus that the church has wedded her revelries to her revelations she has rightly set the sandwich over against the sermon the union is indissoluble the solemn service and the social meal are inseparable these two hath god joined together now in these two elements i find my bond of brotherhood and the holiest of the lowliest among the angels and archangels and all the company of the heavenly host i know not what seraphic spirits may burn but i know that there is no altitude higher than this to which they can attain they see god but so do i then they and i are brothers in the splendid revelations of christian worship we stand allied to the holiest in the height and in the eating and drinking on the other hand we are kin to the lowliest i watch the birds as they fly it seems to me that they live in one element and i in another we have nothing in common i watch the rabbit as he slyly peeps from his burrow how far removed his life from mine i watch the trout as they flash and dart in the shades and shallows of the stream there is no point of fellowship between them and me but wait the rabbit sits upon his haunches nibbling at a blade of grass on which a dewdrop glistens he eats and drinks so do i the bird flutters down from the bough to seize a morsel on the lawn he eats and drinks so do i the fish come darting up the stream to devour the gnats that in trying to escape the birds have fallen upon the glassy surface they eat and drink so do i if the sermon allies me to angels and to seraphs the sandwich allies me to all things furry and feathered and finny when we were prattlers our nurses used to amuse us 
with fantastic pictures of lions and storks and ants and dolphins and men all sitting down cheek by jowl at the same table later on we despised the old print as a furious freak of some farcical fancy but now we know that it was nothing of the kind it was a severely accurate delineation of the real and sober truth indeed it was less than the truth for no superhuman guests were there the universe is a banqueting table that sage old friar francis de sissy was within the mark after all when he addressed the creatures as brother hare sister lark brother wolf and so on the sermon element brings me into intimate and fraternal relationship with all the flaming hosts above the sandwich element brings me into league with the tigers and the tomtits and the trout the special services of anniversary sunday and the tea meeting of the monday set forth in harmonious combination set forth in harmonious combination the breadth and catholicity of man's holiest and lowliest brotherhoods but the instinct of the tea meeting tells me yet one other thing i see now that i have misinterpreted the majesty of god it is the pathetic fate of deity says pascal to be everlastingly misunderstood i had always supposed that the glory of god was embarrassing bewildering dazzling i had thought of it as repelling terrifying paralyzing but now i see that it is nothing of the kind they saw god and did eat and drink even a cat will not eat in a strange house nor a bird in a strange cage eating and drinking are symbols of familiarity we feel at home we bring our friends to our tables that they may realize their welcome my ugly thought of god was a caricature a parody an insult man was made for god and only finds his perfect poise in his presence to see god is to eat and drink to be perfectly peaceful reverently restfully delightfully at home i have served god and feared him with all my heart says poor rufus webb in miss ellen thornycroft fowler's fuel of fire that may be but you have never loved nor trusted him replied the minister the dying man lay silent for a few minutes with closed eyes then he opened them again and said i wonder if you are right and i have misjudged him all these years i am sure of it and do you think you will pardon me that also in addition to my many other sins i am very sure of it repeated the vicar although it is hard even for him to be misjudged by those whom he loves there are few things harder it is even so i heard the solemn pathos of this philosophy jingled out in the clatter of the cups and the spoons at the tea-meeting a glorious high throne is the place of our sanctuary it is not repelling it is restful he who sees god eats and drinks the sandwiches naturally follow the sermons if any man hear my voice i will come to him and will sup with him and he with me end of part three chapter three sermons and sandwiches